0: Hi, I'm Mac. Hi, I'm Abigail. And this is Unsubs. This is the podcast where we recap, rate, and review all 324 episodes of Criminal Minds. Even if they're an absolutely trash episode with no (laughs) business being an actual episode. Yeah. Listen, we're talking season five, episode 11, retaliation. It's just bad. Such a bad episode. Oh, man. But um Abigail has a pretty fun deep dive for you, so it'll still be worth listening to. But can we can we start with some fun facts? Oh, shit. Yeah, I have one. Go for it. I have recently discovered Balanced Breaks by Sargento. Sargento Cheese, if you would like to sponsor us, we are open to it. I have consumed so many fucking balanced breaks in the past month. I couldn't even count. Sometimes I'll consume two in one day. Do you know about these balanced breaks? No. They're these fucking overpriced little package snacks with like nuts and chocolate covered shit and like yogurt drops and then cheese. Some have mini Triscuits. Yes. Mini Triscuits. Then I sent my husband to the supermarket to get them and he couldn't find them. And then I went to the supermarket and I will post the picture on the Instagram. I found the promised land of balance breaks. There were so many. I bought so many, uh, Sargento, please sponsor us and send me free or discounted balanced breaks. Oh my god. My fun fact, i had I'm
1: worried I use this as a fun fact already, but I'm wearing my heartbreak feels good in a place like this t-shirt, and I love it.
0: Yeah, I I love mine too. We'll have to take pictures with them. 10 out of 10. Listen, we just had a fucking ride of an episode. Abigail, she is not quite horizontal, but she-
1: I'm 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 a little bit more vertical now than I was.
0: Okay. Okay. Preparing yourself for this wonderful episode that really is just so well written and thoughtfully constructed. Do you want to share our rating criteria?
1: We rate every episode out of 100 points, and those points get dispersed along five categories, and those categories are criminal-serial slash killer, character development-character slash arcs, forensics and context, script writing, and background characters.
0: And we are in no way, shape, or form associated with the television show Criminal Minds, especially not this episode. We're just big fans. Except for this episode. Except for this episode. All right. You know what? Lean back and relax, guys. I'm gonna take you on a ride. (laughs) (laughs) The pleasure cruise is leaving the station now. Better get in the boat, bitch. All right. So... We open in Lockport, New York, wherever the fuck that is. (laughs) I've lived in New York for like almost three decades, and I don't know where the fuck that is. So anyways, we're going to get some listener comments. Like, I live in Lockport, actually, and I'm so sorry in advance. But we open, and we're watching this man run through the woods at night. He stops by a tree, pants, catches his breath, and then he takes off again. We're like two seconds in, and guys, I'm going to call a plaid alert. Plaid alert. The unsub is wearing plaid. We cut away and see that the unsub, whose name we later learn is Dale Schrader, is being pursued by the dream team that is Prentice and Morgan. Morgan tackles Dale and then brings him into custody and Dale bites Morgan. And Prentice, who arrives like two seconds after the tackling, she goes, did he bite you? And I'm like, okay, so he's a biter. Yikes. I just, I'm going to say it right off the top because I bet you out there listening to this, we're like, oh, they're going to fucking talk about Oz. Yeah, you better fucking believe we're going to talk about Oz. For those in the know, for those Oz fans out there, Dale Schrader is played by Lee Turgson. I don't know how the fuck to say that. Lee? But anyway, he's the main character in Oz, one can say. Tobias Beecher. The Oswald Maximum Security Penitentiary. Some people call it Emerald City. To me, it's Oz. Emerald City, we got rules. We tell you when to sleep, when to eat, when to piss. There is no yelling, no fighting, no fucking questions. And for those who don't know about Oz, uh, it's basically, it's a prison. They're trying to make like Wizard of Oz jokes that like they don't even remotely follow through with throughout the show. I think I've seen most of season one. We stopped because, honestly, we stopped because it was awful. And also there was no, there were no sexy people in it. Listen, I love J.K. Simmons. It it could have been a lot more sexy than it was. It was not very sexy. It was pretty uncomfortable. It was really rapey. Just to kind of set the stage. If you haven't seen Oz... Don't see it. (laughs) And here is something. Just the first, I was going through the the Wikipedia, I was going through the IMDb, and this is just like the first factoid on IMDb about this fucking show. Some cast members that played prisoners have noted that throughout the series, if you showed up late to set, your punishment would be that your character would either die or be raped next week. Oh my god. Utter trash. <laughs> Utter trash. The funniest part is that there's this therapist character and he is like really not sexy. And there's this whole thing with these two female female guards talking about him like he's a fucking Adonis and it, it was one of the funniest things I've ever watched, but it was meant to be serious. So that's the only redeeming reason to watch Oz is that specific scene, which I will try to find a link of so y'all can experience it. But let's get back to Criminal Minds. I digress. We learned that Dale Schrader, aka Tobias Beecher, is under, I- aka this guy was all, A.K.A. Rosie from my favorite movie ever, Point Break, which I just rounded out my sweeper in. We learn that Dale is under the arrest for the murder of Stacy Ryan and the kidnapping of his own daughter, Jenny. By the way, the BAU so far do not have a connection between Dale and his daughter and Stacey. They don't know what's going on. But supposedly he stabbed Stacy Ryan and he just yeeted her out of a truck. Also, Jenny is terrified of her father. Dale tries to talk to her before he's arrested, but the BAU refused to let him speak to her. She is traumatized and Morgan goes off in an ambulance with her. Then Prentice and local detective Bunting escort Dale back to the prison. I also feel like the order of how you learn things is incorrect in this episode.
1: Yeah, like I like that they're kind of doing the whole like coming in in the middle of an investigation thing because that can be exciting to change things up. But it felt like backwards.
0: So Dale is a bank robber. He probably had other people working with him. He was caught. He went to jail. It was all nonviolent, money only offenses. And then he's, he's such a good boy in jail that he's released early. And then he murders Stacey Ryan and kidnaps his daughter. And they're like, what has happened? So now he's going back to jail. The stakes are extra high. So that's the backstory. Prentice and Dale have like a little verbal sparring in the car. She calls him dumb. He tells her she doesn't understand him. It's very like Prentice. Here's what I don't get about this guy. What's that? His whole life, he's a thief. He comes out of prison a murderer. Killed an innocent woman. How do you know she's innocent? You stabbed her and threw her out of a truck. What the hell she'd ever do to you? You know what I don't get is why you couldn't just appreciate the freedom. You could have held up in that cabin a long time. Enjoy the quiet. Some people just need the distractions. You probably got used to all that madness when you were locked up. It's madness for the sheep to talk peace with the wolf. That sounds like something my daddy would say.
1: Thomas Fuller. You impressed? I'm surprised. So you're the wolf?
0: You have no idea.
1: There it is. That ego.
0: Dale starts coughing in the back of the car and tells Prentice he's going to throw up. However, this is a ruse and Dale like unbuckles his seatbelts and the detective bunting stops the car to make sure Dale is all right. And Dale stops coughing and he goes, am I boring? And Prentice is like, what? And he goes, am I boring? (laughs) And then Prentice is like, oh shit, (laughs) is that Tobias Beecher from Oz? Oh my God. (laughs) And then she fucking draws her gun on him, but it's too late. A car comes out of nowhere and T-bones them and yeets the police car with fucking Dale Prentice and Detective Bunting off the road and into like a ditch. It's terrifying. We fade to black and Prentice, and then when Prentice wakes up, we cut back in and she's still in the car and she's watching Dale strangle Detective Bunting to death. And unfortunately, Prentice has a concussion and she's bleeding and she's she can't really help herself. And Dale uncuffs himself with Detective Bunting's keys. And then the person who ran them off the road shows up and is like, oh, my God, what happened? And Prentice identifies herself and she asks for assistance. But psych, did a little fool me once. Won't get fooled by me. <laughs> Won't get fooled again. <laughs> Can't fool me again. Um, <laughs> It was a setup. The other driver is, is Dale's buddy, and they're working together. So he helps Dale out of the car, and the unknown subject drives away with Dale. And Prentice is like, what the fuck? And she's finally able to grab the gun. And just as they drive away, she, like, does this sexy, like, kind of like air kick thing where she kicks out the fucking windshield of the car magically the glass doesn't just like shatter everywhere it just kind of like folds out and then she shoots but she misses and the partner and Dale and his accomplice are do you want to do you want to say it for me on the lamb yes they're on the lamb A few minutes later, the ambulance carrying Morgan and Jenny shows up. And it's kind of perfect because Brenda's fucking needs an ambulance. She needs an ambulance. She describes the getaway car as a big truck. And luckily she remembers like a partial license plate. And then we cut quickly to Lockport headquarters and JJ informs the rest of the team that Dale is... On the lam. Cut to Dale and his partner at an undisclosed location. We learned that his partner's name is Joe Muller. Like, we didn't just have another Joe in the previous fucking episode. (laughs) Uh, This is the second Joe of season five, y'all. Apparently, Dale and Joe have had some sort of plan all along. And Dale is really anxious to get started, but Joe has like no sense of urgency about the situation. Those idiots don't know what hit him. <sighs> it's still. Oh, at least give me some aspirin. Oh, come on, really? Oh man, you done yet? We gotta go. Yeah, I don't have the key. What? My contact wasn't there, ship starts today. Tomorrow, so we're just gonna wait? You no, know, this wouldn't be such a big deal. You hadn't killed a cop. Uh, he didn't know when to shut up. You know what's gonna happen now? You're gonna put your picture everywhere. I get a triple patrol, and you just screwed your chances ever getting out of here. Well, see, that's where you come in. I got faith in you. I don't like to honk the bad acting horn this early in the episode, but like. Everyone is doing a bad job. I wrote in my notes specifically, Joe is doing a bad job. I'm here to tell you everyone in this episode, except maybe Prentice is doing a really bad acting job. I think it's just bad writing. Cut to the hospital, and Prentice is, like, ready to get back in the field. We're going to find Schrader. Team's got it covered. Oh, don't make me stay here. I'm fine, honestly. Pull this thing over.
1: Prentice, you can't even focus. You have a concussion. I saw the guy. White 40s, I know. Okay, so give me a cognitive interview. Your adrenaline's pumping. Exactly. Emily, you're in shock. It just happened. It'll never be clearer. How many shots did you fire? Three. You emptied your clip.
0: No. No. I did. She asks him for a cognitive interview and he tells her that her adrenaline is pumping and she goes, "Exactly." Morgan talks to Jenny and Jenny's mother Dale's ex-wife Leslie, who are both devastated to learn that uh Dale is on the lam. <laughs> Then Morgan asked Leslie if she knows anyone who would be Dale's accomplice, and she says she doesn't know anyone. And then Morgan asked Jenny if there was any ever anyone else around in the cabin in the woods, and Jenny's like, fuck no. Cut back to Lockport headquarters, and we learn more about Dale's past. The BAU try to zero in on who Dale's little helper might be. They also take a closer look at Stacy Ryan. We learned that Stacy was a drug addict, but her brother did time with Dale in jail. Dale in jail. But they don't think that's a valid enough connection, but like this is a huge connection. Like that explains how Dale knows Stacy. Morgan and Prentice discuss Dale's choice to stay local. There was a time in between when he kidnapped his own daughter and then was taken into custody when he was in the woods. Why did he stay hidden in the, in the woods when he could have just gone to Canada, which is really close to Detroit?
1: <laughs> See, I, I saw that and I was like, more flashbacks.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm getting a little bit of PTSD from the Canada situation. I'd rather not talk about it. <laughs> so, Morgan and Prentice. Arrive at the police station, and Prentice is pretty beaten up, and I'm disappointed the Morgan didn't make her take a fucking sick day as she was literally run off the road by a criminal. She literally has a concussion. like she literally has a concussion. American office culture be like that though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Garcia calls to tell the BAU that although Dale was arrested for robbery, all the money he stole was never recovered. And I'm like, this was an important fact that you probably should have fucking known earlier. Uh, Garcia, tell everyone what you just told me. I have unearthed more of Schrader's past. Now, what we do know is that he robbed 15 banks in the state of New York in the 90s. However, what your resident glamour puss Smarty Pants just found out was that most of that money was never recovered. Where is it? My best guess, only he knows. Good reason to stick around Lockport. The last robbery, the one that
1: put him away, should have been routine, right? So what happened?
0: Maybe someone turned him in.
1: He kept to himself and always worked
0: alone. Who'd turn him in? We're missing somebody. Garcia yes checking sir garcia also finds records showing that another bank robber dan oddy or odie dan odie who fucking cares uh was arrested slightly before dale and then odie had a lengthy lengthy sentence ahead of him but he never did time but dale did time so now the bau think that mr oh it is odie (laughs) mr odie turned dale in cut to Dale and Joe in a car in front of Dan Odie's house. And there's this awful exchange where Dale knocks on Dan Odie's door and his young son answers. And Dale is like, is your father home? And then the door just shuts in Dale's face. And then Dale just fucking Mick freaking fires at the door. And we hear the, like the little, boy screaming and we're like did Dale just make freaking blast this little ginger but no he has killed his father Odie as well instead he has killed I don't fuck I don't I really don't even care I'm just gonna keep going the BAU show up at the scene Prentice as in fresh off of just having her concussion Prentice is interviewing Odie's wife what? what?
1: It you're saying it all out loud to me, and I'm like, it still doesn't make sense.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna have a mental breakdown over this. What? Why is she? <laughs> why is practice interviewing a witness? She has a concussion. She was just run off the road mere hours earlier. This is ridiculous. Oh my god. They were like, health and safety, we don't care. Oh, should be gone with you. Sometimes, with these like side characters, these bit characters that we don't see a lot, like they have a thing about them and they're like, this is my character development. And the actress who's playing Dan Odie's wife is like, the cigarette is my personality. She's just waving it around. She's doing the fucking macarena with it. But anyway, she tells Prentice, who again was just yeeted off the road. Um, I'm muting myself because the dogs are
1: having a tizzy. Oh,
0: okay. Dan had turned everything around. He was clean, life was finally good.
1: But I was always afraid to believe it, you know? Because then it can't be taken away. The other man, what did he look like? (sighs) White, mid-forties, short hair. I don't know. Had you ever seen him before? Dale, yeah. The other guy, no. We're trying to figure out how Schrader knows his partner. I have no idea. Uh, How did they talk to each other? They didn't. Dale trashed the place, and the other guy took us upstairs. He kept pushing me. and Jason, I I didn't know what was going to happen. Did he hurt you? He just scared us. He locked us in the back room he locked you in the room and that's it. Yeah, he told us to shut up and keep it locked. Hi Kiki, Kiki's been thrown into my room. Hi Kiki, the toothless
0: wonder is back. She's back, bitch. (laughs) I love that Kiki will be joining us on this excursion. Cut to Dale and Joe and they're having a little lover's spat at Joe's house. Joe is angry that Dale has been dragging him into this. He starts punching Dale and then Dale starts laughing and Dale says, ha ha, I get it. You got to do what you got to do. Come on, bro. Almost done. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. You got to do what you got to do. And I want what I want. Come on, bro. Almost done. Also, we keep having these awkward moments when Beecher, I mean Dale, pulls out a gun and gives it to Joe and is like, just shoot me. You want to end it? Do it. And then Joe's like, I'm not going to shoot you. And he, like, pusses out. Let's cut back to the BAU. Morgan and Prentice do a cognitive interview. She takes us through the crash. And I actually really like how this is shot how we keep seeing flashbacks but then Prentice is talking to Morgan and explaining what's happening and this all works out in the end because she's able to remember that Dale's partner was giving her instructions about like staunching her bleeding and this coupled with the fact that he that the partner took Dan Odie's wife and son out of harm's way sorry
1: he was trying to like go through my clothes and I was like you disgusting animal all right <laughs> All right, we're, I'm we're gonna fine. keep that in. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna pick her up
0: and hold her, and
1: then maybe we can get some puppy ASMR.
0: I would love some puppy ASMR. This episode can use everything you've got.
1: Kiki, are you excited to learn about criminals?
0: Criminals? <laughs> Kiki, hey, settle down. settle down. Criminals. Right, All right, go on. So the BAU is like, okay, Dale's partner is a good guy, but how does a good guy end up with such a bad guy? (laughs) Why
1: does, taken out of context, that is like a CW romance show line.
0: Listen, I just want to point out that canonically, like, Oz can exist in this universe the oswald maximum security penitentiary some people call it emerald city to me it's oz. in the, the 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 twisted tale that is oz beecher goes to da- jail because he's fucking drinking and he like kills a, a, a young girl with his car What if he was actually a bank robber and then he just went to jail and then Oz happened and then this episode happened? That's just my little thought process out there. I wonder if any of our listeners have actually (laughs) experienced Oz. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I'm loving that lick-lipping ASMR from Kiki. Yeah, so so the fun fact about
1: Kiki is that um, she, she tends to use licking as a calming thing. <laughs> so it will settle her down if she just licks my arm. Somebody out there is, like, gonna love this episode. They're gonna be like, fuck you. Somebody out there is gonna also hate it, and I am so sorry.
0: They're gonna write to me and be like... Bestie, I can't keep defending you (laughs) Anyways, cut to Joe at an undisclosed location Remember, Joe is fucking Dale's Lady Friday or whatever, I don't know So he's listening to a voicemail message And the message is a woman's nervous voice saying Joe, it's me Joe, honey, it's me He got us
1: All of us I don't know where we are god i'm so sorry help us daddy just do what he says okay please just do whatever he says joe
0: help us and then this little boy's voice comes on and says help us daddy and i'm like fuck you
1: it sounded really fake too i thought for a second i was
0: like is this a setup So Dale has kidnapped Joe's family, and he's holding them hostage so that if Joe doesn't do what Dale wants, (laughs) bless you, Kiki, that (laughs) broke my eardrums. If Joe doesn't do, oh, you guys fucking get it. You don't fucking care about this shit. I'm going to keep going beacher i mean dale i mean canonically it's the same person um anyways uh beacher and joe are driving around in a car and then beacher gives this dumbass monologue and says you know what i just don't get why people think you're a hero i know something they don't you want to be just like me honest men bore you they're too predictable And you'd rather die than be ordinary, so you take risks and you push the limits. But you were raised to be a good guy. It's in your blood. You can't help it. But that kills you a little bit. That's why you had to figure out a way for a good guy to be bad, and that's how you got into my world. You figured out a way for a good guy to be bad. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Back at Lockport headquarters, I don't know how we got to this, but they find a witness who didn't testify on Dale's behalf at the trial, and his name is Joey Short, and the BAU is like, oh, it's him. He's an undercover police officer. His name is Joe Muller, and he has a family. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. don't care about family. (laughs) don't care. Help me, daddy. Help me, Daddy. Put it on a t-shirt. So we cut to Joe Muller and he goes, this this fucking sent me into the stratosphere. He was an undercover cop, but he is retired. But he goes to Evidence lockup and he's like Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. sorry, this this really got me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's friendly. He's friendly with this receptionist, and she just lets him in. <laughs> he's like. I just need a few minutes. And she's like, sure, no problem. And I'm like, excuse me? He goes into evidence lockup and he gets, I guess, the evidence on the Tobias Beecher case. I guess there's just been a key to Beecher's safety deposit box in evidence lockup the whole time. I mean, maybe. I'm the asshole here. Maybe I'm the asshole, but it's a bank investigation with a bank robber. Are you seriously telling me that the police did not find the key that is in their evidence lockup and think, hmm, maybe we should check out this bank robber's safety deposit box? But I guess we didn't do that. I guess we just left it in fucking storage. So then Joe fucking gives it to Dale. And Dale is like, drive me to the bank. And Joe is like, I guess we're going to the bank. And thankfully, they're about to drive off. And Prentice and Morgan show up. Again, Prentice as in Emily concussion Prentice. And they stop the truck. And Dale pulls a gun on Joe, and Prentice, who again just had a concussion, so she's not thinking straight, shoots Dale. And then Joe starts screaming, you just killed my family! You just killed my family! Back at Lockport headquarters, Joe has taken a chill pill, and the BAU is trying to figure out where his wife Molly and the kids, well, the how and why of where they were snatched... The only person who knew where my family was, and now he's dead. I had every chance to kill him. But I couldn't, because he had my family. Two days, somewhere.
1: And this photograph is the only proof of life?
0: Where's my phone?
1: Joe, honey, it's me. He got us. All of us. I don't know where we are. God, I'm so sorry. Help us, Daddy! Just do what he says, okay? Please, just do whatever he says.
0: I'm going to get Garcia to trace this. Unknown name, unknown number. She might be able to help.
1: There was only one phone call.
0: I, I tried to get him to let me talk to him again, but he wouldn't.
1: There must not be anyone there watching them.
0: So he hit a family where no one hears them call for help. Someplace remote that cabin?
1: No, locals tore it apart. There's no one there. Where are they?
0: You saw Schrader since he's had your family. You saw something or heard it. There's got to be some clue. Beecher was like, hey, Stacy, Ryan's nameless brother. Do, I need to kidnap this bitch. Do you know anyone? And he was like, Oh, my sister will do it for drugs. And Beecher was like, okay, that sounds good to me. So Stacy Ryan and her brother kidnapped Joe's family. They did this. Cause Joe went to the hardware store. And when he came out of the store, Beecher just went up and slapped a Polaroid of Joe's wife and kids who were obviously kidnapped on the car window and was like, I I got your family. Beecher got in the car and they drove to a trash filled alley and Stacy Ryan was in the alley demanding drugs. So Beecher stabbed her and put her in the car and then like yeeted her out of the side of a car on a, highway <laughs> the bau is like hold on why didn't Beecher just leave stacy in the trash filled alley why did he put her in your truck and it's because joe's fucking family is in the alley so the bau go and they find an abandoned house in the alley and they find stacy ryan's brother and take him into custody and they find molly and the kids and she's been drugged but she's okay Joe's there, and I'm like, shouldn't the BAU have left him back at the station? Because isn't he tampering with the crime scene, and wouldn't that be thrown out in court? But whatever, I'm done. I'm I'm over it. I'm That's not. That's the end of the episode. Shot. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you've got a deep dive to share. That was the hardest 33 minutes of my life. Would you like to share your deep dive and just? Take us out of our misery. So, because
1: that episode is, like, it's not even flame. like, there was a literal dumpster fire at my work a couple weeks ago. This does, This doesn't even, I don't even want to, like, I don't even want to, like, entertain or, like, flatter this episode to say it, like, reaches the status of dumpster fire. So, I was, um... So excited to be done with the episode that I forgot I needed to do a deep dive. So this is what my deep dive is going to be on because we we brainstormed for a moment um, and there just wasn't anything, you know, it just, the vibes weren't there. So instead, uh, we are going to be talking about Pink Floyd, nay, not Pink Floyd the band, but Pink Floyd, the flamingo who is currently on the lamb from a Kansas zoo, and <laughs> apparently Pink Floyd has been on the lamb from this Kansas zoo since 2005, as of April 2nd, 2022, has been seen again in Texas. Pink Floyd flew away from a Kansas zoo nearly 17 years ago. This, this, this flamingo has been on the lam long enough to get a license. (laughs) Pink Floyd has car insurance. So there was a video posted by the coastal fisheries division of the Texas parks and wildlife department, which showed the bird. Pink Floyd, on March 10th, wading into the Cox Bay near Port Lavaca, about 120 miles of Houston. They're like, it looks like Pink Floyd has returned from the dark side of the moon, the agency joked. So Pink Floyd, who is also known as number 492, fled from the county zoo in Wichita, Kansas in 2005, according to the New York Times. When he and the other flamingos arrived at the zoo from Tanzania a few years earlier, staffers decided it would be unethical to amputate the part of the bird's wings that would prevent them from flying since they were already adults, which makes sense. I agree with that. So instead, the zoo clipped the flamingos' feathers to what one staff member described as, like, similar to getting a haircut. In 2005, the staff members missed signs that their feathers needed to be clipped again on number 249 and 347, and those two birds flew the coop. Pink Floyd has now been spotted along the Texas coast for several years, and there have been other reported sightings of the bird in Arkansas, Louisiana, and Wisconsin. I'm like this is a world traveler. Pink Floyd is doing this is my joke. This is not the report. Pink Floyd is on a national tour. <laughs> I think it's exciting for Pink Floyd. So Pink Floyd is believed to have been to be about like 27 years old and usually flamingos live to be about 30 in the wild. Come on the podcast, Pink Floyd. <laughs> Come join Kiki. It'll be a good time. Do we just wanna give this episode like a number instead of going through and reading each thing individually?
0: I I don't know what I want to give it yet. Let's but let's go fast. Let's just let's just throw it a number. A number like six. Yeah. Let's give criminal slash serial killer a six. Okay
1: character development character arcs it was fun getting to see Prentice like pretend she was fine like maybe not fun but it was like fun to kind of see that chaotic side of her character
0: yeah but like that this would never happen in real life I kind of wanted to give it a two forensics in context 3.5 okay script writing <laughs> No, 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 0.5. 0.5. All right. Background characters.
1: I feel like that could be like a 5.
0: Okay, sure. Treat ourselves.
1: Yeah, so that gives us 6 plus 2 plus 3.5 plus 0.5 plus... Five is seventeen.
0: This is going to be a nightmare to edit, but I hope you guys had fun. (laughs) Let us know your thoughts about the episode. Um, You can write us, we have links to write in on our website we have links in the episode notes share your thoughts questions concerns stories whatever follow us on such podcast everywhere follow me your new you can follow me at between the Station Screen podcast
1: on all streaming services and instagram and yeah,
0: that's all i have to say uh, can they follow Kiki anywhere? Um,
1: yeah, actually. Ooh, Kiki used to have a Instagram account. Um, it is pretty defunct <laughs> at this point, but it is uh, at Regal Rat Dog on Instagram. <laughs> oh shit! Well,
0: that's I'm glad I am.